manifesting, making money, building a business, fulfilling our soul's purpose, and living a life of abundance, freedom, and happiness is about releasing the bullshit and becoming the boss of your subconscious. We must heal past hurts, patterns, beliefs, and traumas that keep us from living our most authentic life. It is my wish for you that this podcast will help you step into and embody your highest self. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. Okay, so I know some of you have been waiting for day two on my ayahuasca experience. Ah. All right, so as you guys know from my last podcast, and if you haven't heard to that podcast yet, yet, please go to the first podcast that I uh, recorded on day one. Because today is about day two, and you want to be you know, know what happened on day one um, and then on day two. So what a night, this night. (laughs) I'm going to laugh because it was very freaking extreme for me. Um, This night was very interesting and not just for me. It was actually crazy for a lot of us in the Maloka. Uh, So I wasn't the only one who experienced some sort of crazy intense uh, session during that day. So, okay, so that day, you know, that that day I was scared the whole day, okay? Um, I was wondering, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I was ready to bail out from day one because it was, day one was just like so intense for me, right? And so, you know, but anyways, I got my butt there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and I'm going to do this because I'm here and I'm here for a purpose. And so I go to, you know, I go, to, uh, it's around six o'clock. We get there. They do their whole ritual of like doing the ayahuasca chant. Um, you know, and what we do, we go in silence and, you know, and so I'm, I'm scared. Okay. So I go in and I'm scared and I was just like, first of all, I was not the only one scared. The girls that I had been kind of became, had a, you know, an acquaintance with during this time. You know, we were all scared because we had all experienced day one and we were just like, fuck. And so, you know, we get there, you know, we do the silent and I'm in my head here. Okay. I was like in my head during this time because I was like, oh shit, I was, I'm scared. Okay. I'm fucking shitting my pants at this point. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. I'm gonna hold on tight. And so, you know, they call us up for the first um cup and so i'm like okay and when they call for the first cup guys i was contemplating even getting up to go get that cup like i was like i don't know if i could do this and so i was literally one of the last ones to have the balls to get up and go do you know my first cup and i was so freaking nervous um but you know i get on the line I go and, you know, uh, they give us these intentions at Rhythmia and the intention, the second intention that they give us on day two is, um, merge me with my soul at all costs. So merge me with my soul at all costs is the second intention that they recommend. And all right. So I'm at the front with the shaman. 
and I grab my first cup and I, you know, I set my intention. Ayahuasca, merge me with my soul at all costs. And the reason why they give us this intention, merge me with my soul at all costs, is because we split. From zero to seven, we uh, encounter some sort of trauma uh, and we split from our souls. So we have a, fragment, a fragment and so we're split. So what we want to do is we merge back with our soul so that we can actually integrate with our souls so that we actually work uh, instead of working through life with just ego based, we work through life as our true spirit, our true soul, our true desires. And so, um, you know, merge me with my soul was the first, you know, um, you know, uh, you know, I mean, it's the intention. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, I'm like nervous telling the story. So I take that first cup, boom, take it. And I go walk to my bed. Okay. And I walk to my bed and guys, I am terrified. I'm so terrified that I literally start crying the minute I lay down in my bed and I'm laying up, just facing up at the ceiling and I start crying because I'm just afraid. Like I was just so scared. It's, of, it's almost as if I knew what was going to go down. Okay. Um, or I knew, or my ego knew that what was about to go down. And so I'm here crying, you know, and I'm so freaking nervous. And so I really, um, during this time, I didn't really feel much like the first cup. I didn't feel much. It was more like the first day where I felt the scanning going on in my body, but I pretty much slept through the first cup and there was really nothing to happen. It was kind of like in and out of sleep and not much happened. Okay. So I was just like kind of turning around and turning around. And so then they call, you know, after that, nothing much happens to me. I kind of slept through the first cup after, and they call for the second cup. Now I'm really scared. Okay. I'm like, I don't know, but they always tell you, like, if you don't feel nothing, don't think drink, don't think drink. Cause your ego is going to try to stop you at all costs from actually going through. And so I'm like, fuck, I am not, I'm contemplating. I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I should do a second cup. Like, cause I was scared from day one. So I'm here breathing and I'm really trying to just like not really think about it. You know, I'm like, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to think about it. I want to do a second cup because nothing really happened with the first cup. So I have the balls to actually get up. And I was like, okay, I'm going to get up. And I go and they ask me, because they usually ask you at the front, are you, you know, um, did anything happen? Did you throw up, etc.? Because um, then they do this whole like ritual for you to be able to go back before you go to back to your bed. And I said, no, nothing happened. So there I go, take my second cup. And again, I set my intention, ayahuasca, merge me back with my soul at all costs. And 
I go back to my bed and I'm fine. Honestly, I pretty much knocked out. Okay, I knocked out. I don't remember after the second cup much after what happened, whatever happened. And so, you know, I'm just kind of like more like turning and, and I slept and I'm turning and then I'm feeling, I started to feel nauseous. And I'm like, oh shit. And so I start to feel nauseous and then I have to throw up. And I start throwing up ferociously in the bucket. And I'm like, Bleh. and I'm like, just like throwing up, throwing up. And then here goes my, I had a Kundalini awaken um, in April of 2022, where I get this involuntary movement from my body. And I was afraid that this will happen during ayahuasca because I can't, I have no control of them. And so my body starts involuntary movements, trying to shake off whatever energy was trying to shake off. And I'm here just like throwing up. And then I take out this loud scream out of my body and I scream. I'm talking about loud, like loud. And then... I start crying, but I'm here screaming like and crying at the same time, like <gasps> and so the shaman, of course, the shamans come running towards me, and you know he's he's doing his the thing that they do and whatever they're doing and fanning and whatever, you know the whole ritual that they do when someone is going through an experience, and you know. I start to say, oh my God, I'm so scared. I'm really scared. And I'm screaming though at the same time. And I'm crying and I'm like, I'm crying, screaming. And so I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. And I start and I start screaming. I'm crying. I'm scared. I'm scared. But I'm crying really loud. And then I cry. And I'm talking about like really loud. This is just, I'm just giving you kind of like an experience of how I was screaming. And, you know, and of course, before my experience, someone else has something similar to me. So I was not the only one. I was not the only one during this night who experienced some, some sort of screaming or very loud experience. So a lot of people were having what we call ego deaths that night. And so, um, before me, I remember laying down or being, you know, laying down and some guy, he starts to laugh really loud, but he's laughing and he's like, Oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then he's just laughing like, ah, ha, 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 but like really loud. And he's going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm remember, I remember thinking to myself, like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? And there was that person. And then there was another person. So I was kind of like, I think the third person that started the, you know, this experience. And so for me, I was so scared. And so they all came around me in my bed, the shaman and then helpers. And they, they, you know, and I was really scared. I remember one of the guys touching me like on my, uh, behind my back, cause he was trying to get me up so that they can take me outside. 
And, you know, when he touched me, I was so scared. Like I was like, I looked back, like I flinched. And I'm talking about he, he tapped me like very gently and it scared the shit out of me. He was like, come on, we're going to take you outside. And, you know, and he goes, tells me in my ear, we're going to take you outside so you can give it to Mother Earth, you know, so you can give and, and release whatever you need to release to Mother Earth. And I'm here shaking. So now they get me up and they help me get up from my bed. And, you know, I'm walking and I'm, I'm crying. <gasps> and I'm crying, I'm crying. They're walking me outside, holding me by both of my arms. And they're holding me and they're holding me. And, you know, they're helping me walk outside. And I scream so loud once I get outside. And then I go, oh my God, I'm dying. And I keep saying, oh my God, I'm dying, I'm dying. And I'm just crying and screaming, oh my God, I am dying. And I literally thought I was dying. And now they know that once someone says, oh my God, I'm dying, they're having an ego death. And so I was having this profound ego death. I had multiple ego deaths in this, in this session. It wasn't just one. I instantly knew, like I was, this was after, like I was, I released about six, six layers of my ego. And so, you know, I'm here screaming, dying here is my body just having these un involuntary movements and it's just like movement and then you know the shaman is telling me breathe breathe you can do it breathe just breathe in through your nose take some deep breaths and they always bring you back to your breaths because you can literally I mean at this point I had no control and that was what my ego was scared about like I literally lost all control and I've always been someone who's always been trying to be in control of my life as much as possible. And so here I was having to let go of control and my ego was literally psyching me into thinking that I was dying. But instantly it was kind of like I became the observer, right? And I knew I wasn't dying, but my mouth, out of my mouth, I was saying I'm dying. But I knew that part of me who knows who I really am, my soul, knew that I wasn't dying. But out of my mouth, my mind was saying, I am dying. But that was my ego speaking. And so my ego is saying, I'm dying, I'm dying. But I can see that Angie. So all of a sudden, I knew I'm not Angie. I knew I'm just I am. And Angie is having a really hard time. Because she believes and, you know, she's having an ego death and she thinks, like, really thinks that she's dying. Even though there's this part of me that knows, actually, I'm okay and I'm not dying. But it was like this whole thing, like I was the observer and I'm observing the shaman doing his ritual on me. And I'm observing this other guy who was a fucking angel. It's so fucking crazy. I didn't see this guy after. I don't even know who he was, but he was one of the helpers. And I was so 
so grateful for this guy because he was such when i say he was an angel i was like he is an angel sent to me because he was so soft and so caring and he was like i was kneeling down on the floor outside because you remember they took me outside and so i'm kneeling on the grass outside and i'm leaning on the grass kind of like on my knee i'm just on my knees saying i'm dying i'm gonna die i'm dying and then i was remember thinking like i didn't say i love you enough to my kids i didn't say i love you enough like i telling you guys i thought i was really dying Okay, like I was like, that's it, like I'm done. But then there was another part of me, right? Like that's like, no, I'm not, I'm not dying. What the fuck? <laughs> but um, here I am screaming still. And then this guy, he's kneeling right in front of me. He's like holding my hands. He's like, you're gonna be okay. You're not dying. Take a breath. And they're always trying to bring me back to my breath. And bringing me back to my breath definitely did help me a lot. When I say a lot, like your breath is everything, everything. And so, you know, but this went on for a good, I don't know. It was a while. It was a while before the shaman can get me to calm down um, as he was doing everything he was doing, like moving the energy around, whatever, you know, the ego death that I was releasing. But for me, I was just like, it felt like almost forever. Like it was almost like a, a whole, you know, it was long, you know, uh, when I like just looking back, it felt like it was long. And, you know, here I am just crying. I'm dying. And they're trying to get me back to my breath. This guy in front of me, fucking angel. When I say an angel, he's a fucking angel. And I just felt so, such a like peace of him and so safe. Okay. That's the word. Like, I felt so safe, this guy just being in front of me and he was holding my hands and I just felt like I was going to be okay thanks to him. Like he just assured me, I'm fine. Like you're not dying. <laughs> when I look think back, I'm like, yo, I really thought I was dying. Like it was real in my my mind, really. And of course, that's what the ego does because it's trying to protect itself. Your ego, your ego never wants to die. And this is not my first ego death, okay? That's why there's so many layers toward, to, to your ego. See, these egos that I released on that day were egos that, needed, that were protecting me and have protected me throughout my life about things that I needed to be protected from, you know, but they no longer were serving me, so I needed to let them go. And so, you know, it took the shaman a while to calm me down and, you know, um, I came to a point that I did finally, it was just like, ah, like this release, this freaking release of like, ah, I'm fine. And they were like, yeah, you're fine. And then, you know, the shaman thing, the guy that was, you know, the helper that was there. And I told him and I grabbed him by his hands and I was, I became like a little girl guys. I was this little girl and I was still like very scared. Like all of a sudden I was this little girl and I told him like, like I was acting. I'm telling you like a little girl and I was like, you're going to stay with me. And I was speaking like a little girl and I was like, you're going to stay with me. And you see these, this same ego death that I had, 
um, were egos that had protected me through my childhood, you know, and so they were no longer serving me for my, the next level in my life. So I needed to let them go. But I, you know, I was just there like, you're going to stay with me. Oh, thank you. I'm so scared. And I just be, be, remember being so scared. And it was as if I needed to feel this fear. And I knew that I was feeling this fear so that I can release it because I had been scared my whole life scared you know i mean my childhood it was kind of like i was on flight fight or flight at all times because i did not feel safe you know in my home i did not feel safe i was always on alert you know and i didn't have time to feel scared like that was like put i was scared but i was putting it in the back of my head you know when i was a child so here i was in this experience feeling the fear so that i can release and i became like this little girl and i was just like i'm so scared i'm so scared and he's like you're gonna be fine i'm gonna stay with you and he has such a fucking soft voice and he was just felt like he literally made me feel so safe and he has like he i he just exuded so much peace and love he's like i'm gonna stay with you don't worry i'm gonna be here with you and he was with me and you know and i was just like thank you for staying with me and i was just telling him thank you for staying with me but there was a point where there's another like a lady shaman that came outside you know and um they moved me kind of from like where I was having my ego death to another part um, outside. And they set up like a bed for me with, you know, um, a pillow and stuff outside. And, you know, and I at that there was a point where I was like so scared that I was like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to have a panic attack. And I'm like so scared. So I'm talking about like I had never felt the fear. And of course, I had never felt it because all my life, <laughs> I had, I didn't have time to process my fears, you know, like all my life I was on fight or flight. I have to, you know, my ego was protecting me from all the things that I had experienced. And it was like, I was on high alert and I needed to be on high alert because, you know, that's what kept me safe. And I had never felt so fearful in my fucking entire life. Like I felt there. And, you know, she was, you know, she was like, oh no honey you're gonna be okay and i was just like so grateful for these two beings that were right next to me because they were really helping me stay calm and i was just like i was like a little girl just rocking back and forth and i was like i'm so scared i'm so scared and i was like thank you thank you for staying with me thank you for staying with me um and then i kept asking him I'm like you're gonna stay with me i don't even know know for how long he literally stood with me but I could like he had to stay with me for a very long time because it took me a long time to really not be scared anymore and I remember there was just like this point where I was just like felt really sick and I thought I was gonna throw up and I'm like oh my god I think I'm gonna throw up and you know they handed handed me the bucket but I never threw up and I felt extremely drunk like oh my god like so drunk and then you know they noticed that I was fine and I did feel fine and then I was fine it was just like this oh I forgot I forgot to mention that um no oh no this came after so you know what they you know i was fine and of course he's a helper so he's helping everyone else 
um, as well, there was other people having other reactions. And so they were able to leave me alone. And I was fine with them leaving me alone at this point because I had completely calmed down. And so then I got this like if euphoria, this like immense sense of like happiness and peace and like, whoa. And then my guides, my spirit guides, they were just like pre- present in, in, you know, in my energy. And I can feel them like, wow fucking great job like you did that and there was this like huge celebration this huge celebration if you know you've gone through an ego death you know like this is a big deal for the soul you know like the the soul it wants to expand it wants to come into full consciousness and so this was what happened in this moment once i had the ego death i came into full consciousness of who i actually was and i just like knew it in my cells and my dna it was like it had changed and here was my spirit guides and my higher self just fucking celebrating the shit out of me and just kind of like you fucking did that kind of deal like you wow look at that like you really went courageously through that you know that experience and you know and i was just like being very celebrated and what's crazy is that this taught me like i had no control and i needed to surrender and that experience taught me like i have no control of anything and this okay that surrender surrender and you know, just even the fact, because in my whole life, I never let others fucking help me. You know, I always thought I was always been the one to let other, you know, be the one doing things all of the time. And here I was, I actually let others embrace me. I let others, you know, hold me. I let them, you know, help me and, and, and really hold space for me because my whole life I went without doing that. I went just kind of always been doing things by myself, for myself, blah, blah, blah. And that was what the ego death was all about. It was like, that's it. We don't, like this control stuff, we're letting it go, you know, surrendering. So that was a big deal, you know. And because before, I didn't feel worthy of love. Like I didn't feel worthy of getting help from people. I I didn't feel worthy of receiving because that's part of letting people You know, that's part of receiving, letting people show love to you, letting people hold you, letting people hug you, letting people like, you know, have, you know, hold space for you, for you to heal. Um, And, you know, it was just like this huge celebration and like my guides were just like celebrating the shit out of me. My higher self was just like, fuck yes, kind of deal. And, you know, like, and I was just, it was just like this big celebration for my rebirth. I was this now here I go moving forward into the next level and here I go this is the rebirth like Angie you did it like here's another awakening and then you know after this whole celebration I'm still outside and I look up and I instantly knew that I am everything I am in the fucking stars I am in the trees I am in other people, I am everything. And, you know, when you have an ego death, what happens is you, you lose complete sense of self-identity. You kind of like realize, oh shit, I'm not Angie. I just, I am, and I'm having this experience. So the ego is your personality. It's what makes you think that you're separate from everything. 
and that you're separate from everyone else. So you make up your own identity, you know? And so an example of that is I'm Angie and then you're Maria, you know, but at the core, we're actually one energy playing itself out through many people. And so, because everything is spiritual and everything is energy. And so, you know, then I, I'm, I'm like having this like moment of like, I just knew I'm everything. What the fuck? Like, holy shit, I'm everything. Like, I'm the fucking tree. I'm the grass. I'm the stars. I'm the sun. I'm the moon. I am everything. And, you know, of course, when you go through a spiritual awakening, I, I kind of knew this, but this was like in my bones. This was like a knowing on a deeper level. And um, there was a point where I actually was looking up at the sky and I noticed that my ego was scared of God. Like I was scared of the truth, you know, and I was like, oh shit. Like it's almost as if I didn't want to know that I'm actually everything. I didn't want to know the truth. Like I didn't want to know, you know, but there was, again, there was no control of that. I instantly just knew I am everything. Oh shit. I'm God. Like I'm everything. I'm in everything, you know? And, um, that was the freaking crazy experience. And it's just like, even looking at the people that were there, I'm like, holy shit. So I'm having like this big epiphany of like, it's just like, it's crazy because I knew this from before, but like the feeling of just this knowingness was just deep. And I was like, oh shit, I'm God and God is me and there's no separation. And I felt it, felt it so deeply in my bones. And I knew in myself that there's only one of us. There's only one of us, one energy playing itself out in everything. And I was like, holy shit. And it was just like this big realization of that. And I was outside and, you know, I remember um, also seeing um, this big panther, like this with these huge eyes. And this was my spirit animal, you know, one of my spirit animals. And it was just like behind the tree and it had like, it was like huge. And it had this like, you know, beautiful eyes. And it was just looking straight at me. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, but, you know, and so basically the whole night, um, I was just laying outside and I had, I was just like, literally like, like amazed by what I just experienced and the rebirth that I just had. And just knowing that all of these egos that I let go were egos that were protecting me in my childhood and it was done for like I don't need them anymore because I don't need them for the next level in my life you know I still have an ego but it's just a different ego okay the ones that I had before we needed to let them go so that I can move and this is a big deal for the soul because the soul is always looking to evolve and it's always wanting to remember its truth and so there I was in full remembrance of who I am, in full remembrance of my truth. And it was so freaking incredible. Like you can't even imagine. And it took me a while. Like I was just there outside, just kind of having that experience by myself. And the shamans will come around kind of checking on me, you know. And there was a point that the shaman came in and was 
he looked straight at my eyes and I was like, he looked at my eyes to see if I was already ready. Because what happens is that they go around looking at everyone to make sure because they don't stop until every, they know that everyone is actually good and ready to come back, kind of. Um, and he looked into my eyes and he kind of like looked at me and I'm like looking back at him and he just left. Like he just kind of like turned around because he noticed that I wasn't ready. And, um, you know, he was just checking it, but it was just like felt so weird because of the way he approached me and then looked into my eyes and then just fucking bounced. Like I was like, okay, that was fucking weird. And, um, but that's what he was doing. He was just checking up on me. And then, um, nothing. I just was there again and I was just there. And then the, um, another shaman came like, I don't know how long cause I, I lost all, all concept of time. And the shaman, another one came and I was, that's it. Like my experience had finally passed. And so when he came, I was like so happy and I was just like, he was like, he told me, he was like, great job, sister. Great job. Like, wow, that was amazing. And then he did like some thing. He put something on my hands, grabbed my hands. He did something on my forehead, on my stomach. And, you know, and he was doing what he needed to do, um, kind of like a blessing. And then um, that was it. But I remember just being so happy and so like, wow, like, like I can't even explain the feeling. It was just like the knowingness that I was everything and in everything. It was just like exciting and just like I was on a high and I was just like holy shit but when I say that I freaking was scared as shit the next day (laughs) after this experience oh my god was I scared for day three and um day three and four I don't have actually not much happened because I literally just had one cup and no, you know, one cup because that's how scared I was on day three and four. So, you know, um, but for day two, you know, after everything, you know, happened and he did, the shaman did what he had to do. Um, we, I go back inside and what a night, you know, I was not the only one who had ego, ego deaths and rebirth that day because holy shit, so many people were screaming. Um, it was a, a crazy night that day. But that experience, my friends, left me like, what the fuck kind of deal. And let me tell you guys that there was a girl who had an ego death in her fucking room. I can't even fucking imagine having an ego death in my room. She literally was in her uh, shower and she tells me the story. She's in her freaking shower and she starts feeling like she's dying. And she's like, oh my God, I'm fucking dying. And <laughs> the same experience I had. And she she comes out of the shower and she runs to the front desk. She comes out of the shower in a freaking towel, runs to the front desk and tells them, oh my God, I'm dying. Now, the shamans and everyone in the facility knows once someone says, I'm dying, they know what's actually happening. They're having an ego death. And she's like, I'm dying, I'm dying. And they're like, you know, and they did a whole thing. But um, but I cannot even like imagine having an ego death. I, if I would have had that experience in my room, I don't know what I would have done. Like, oh my God, 
Like what the like such a wrong timing. <laughs> I can't even imagine how she felt. That that was way too much for me. So, you know, um that ego death was intense, but it was a big celebration of my bravery, of my strength, of everything I was letting go and everything I was moving towards, you know, and everything that I allowed to happen um during that. But it was crazy. Um, but for day three and four, I'm not going to have another podcast for day three and four because literally day three and four was not much like, because I only had one cup on day three and one cup on day four. The only thing that did happen on day three was that there was a lot of like, um, I would, um, be sleeping and then, um, they will be blowing in my ear. Like my ancestors were blowing in my ear to clear me. And they were just like blowing, like, and I will be sleeping. And I'm talking about like, I'm knocked out. And then I feel this like in my ear and I'm like, it just, it, it literally startles me and I will wake up like, and it happened literally like four to five times during the time that I was there on day three and it would scare the shit out of me. And that, that was my ancestor clearing me from something. I don't know what, but that's how they clear um, and you know, they were just blowing in, in my ear and I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then on day four, uh, nothing much happened again. Cause I, I was so scared from day two. Like that was like my, my struggle. Like I was like, I'm not doing two cups. Fuck that shit. Like, no, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> and, um, I had one cup on day three and then one cup on day four. And on day four, I basically mostly just, um, went to the bathroom a lot. Like if you know, you know, like you just, you, I, I didn't throw up. I was just like in the toilet all the freaking, that whole night, basically the whole freaking night I was in the toilet. It was extreme. And so that was my experience on day two. And then some of the three and four, because I don't even have much memory of three and four. I didn't even journal for that or did a video for that, but I do remember what I remember. And I do remember the fact that because I only have one cup, you know, my experience was not that deep. And all I remember is my ancestors just blowing on my ear to clear me. And yeah, so whew, what an experience, bro. Like, holy shit, the ego deaths feel so, they're so fucking intense. Like, at least for me, that experience was intense. So yeah, so that was day two. And when I did, this is part of like, when I was saying in my stories of like, dude, I'm like a fucking different person. I've been waking up at 5am, you know, every single day doing things that I want to do, you know, and really having time for myself, um, before my son wakes up and, you know, it's, it has been incredible. And, you know, like I have, I did definitely those ego that definitely became a whole different person and, you know. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm happy and I'm excited to see what we're going to build with this new ego. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, I am not my story. I just am. So that was the, you know, the realization on day two. So I hope you enjoyed this story and I hope it was juicy for you and I'll keep doing more podcasts. See you guys around. Bye.